everyone, welcome to Justice Losers, the most unqualified podcast exploring irrelevant questions about entertainment, namely movies, TV, and the comics. I'm your host, Press, and joined as always by my delightful and exhausted co-host. That's my cue. Batman. Oh my god, this is gonna be fun. I've got <laughs> alcohol, he's dead. This is gonna be fun. My baseball game won't load. <laughs> so, Disney sucks. Loki. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about Loki. Yeah. Let's start with Loki. Let's start talking about Loki. Loki happened. Boy, did it. We're gonna spoil it. Yeah. Uh, if you want to uh, skip ahead to past the Loki part to where we discuss Disney and why they suck, mm-hmm. um, there's the timestamp somewhere. Thank you, Gage. Gage, advance. our editor, put it somewhere. Uh, other than that, we're gonna spoil Loki. So if you haven't seen the last episode of Loki, um, and you keep listening and you care about spoilers, then you're a fool. You've made your can of worms. Now open it. So Kang, Kang the Conqueror. <laughs> I can't believe he was Helena Bertinelli all along. Oh, that's a joke. Call back to last week. Go listen to all of last week's episode for that. It was, it was funnier when it was part of last week's episode. Was it ever funny? I don't think it was ever funny. It's never going to not be a thing now that I'm just, I'm going to find ways to. No good. So, Kang the Conqueror all along, except it wasn't Kang Not in his the true Conqueror. form, no. So it's... So uh, people, have, people have seen it, yes. so we don't have to explain what happened. So you're privy to the theory about how this is going to play out for all these other things, right? I'm privy to many theories. So this is now... Which is the one that remains? Huh? Which is the one that remains? Which theory? Uh, all of them. <laughs> no. Uh, do you think that Kang is allowing for a stronger version of himself to become the one who remains? I don't know what any of the sentence that you so, just said means. One of the theories is that Kang the Conqueror allowed himself to die. Okay. Or the one who remains allowed himself to die because he knows that, to put it in the words of the great Thanos, he's inevitable. That mm-hmm. he, there will always be a version of him that makes it to that. Okay. And he is so greedy and has so much like faith in the multi-cosmic himself mm-hmm. that he allowed himself to die so that a stronger version of himself will become the new he who remains. Okay. And it's kind of him creating the cycle of a stronger version of himself. Mm-hmm. Do a little bit of self-evolution almost. Yeah, a know? little bit. Yeah. Survival of the fittest. All that. What do you think about that theory? Um, yeah, I, I, I can see it. Um, I'm not immediately jumping up and down. Ooh, I really like that, which means mm-hmm. it's probably legit. Yeah. Because usually when I'm jumping up and down, like, ooh, I really like it. It's just some fun fan theory that has no bearing on real life. Yep. So put a pin in that. We'll talk about that a little bit. A little bit. Mephisto. Um, do you uh do you like where it went? I loved it. You like that it was Kang? Yeah. No, I, I thought it was a really fun final episode. Um just you know, I mean, strictly as part of its self contained show. Um it kinda it has put Loki and Sylvie on their particular arcs mm-hmm. and it comes to i think a reasonable conclusion for both of them 
um, with an interesting, I, I like a good sit and talky episode. Yeah. And this was a lot of good sitting and talking and Jonathan Majors was having just too much fun. Oh my God. It was, it was good. It was good stuff. I, uh, believe it or not, I, I think I talked about this last week. I don't think you did. Or last time, last time, time. I wasn't 100% sold on his personality. He felt like a weird energy that it, I don't know. It felt like a, a derivation of other characters that are like that. Okay. I don't know. It's, it, like, it felt like a weird diluted version of different kinds of Joker. Mm-hmm. And like, so like the Heath Ledger Joker, the Mark Hamill Joker, the, um, uh, not really the Jerry Leto Joker. Um, but also who's a really like energetic enemy. I don't know. I don't know. I, I wasn't fully sold on the inner. He was having, he looked like he was having fun for oh, sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I wasn't sold on that personality of someone like Kang the Conqueror. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's also a version that's just been alone muttering to himself for... That's true. ...an eternity in a room, in a purple room. Yep. Purple room, purple Thanos. Or Kang. Other thoughts? Yeah. um, I remember I said the episode prior to the finale that, well, we kind of know how this ends. It'll be fun and it'll be satisfying, but it'll kind of wrap everything up in a neat bow and restore the status quo largely for everyone. And I was so wrong. Oh, yeah. That's the wrongest I've ever been on this podcast. What do you think about them uh, throwing this, like, explosion in a show that's going to have consequences in movies? Um, I think it's the sort of event that can be... I was going to say, I think it's the sort of event that can be explained off screen or explained by characters who saw it happen and mm-hmm. the actual event can occur off screen. Um, but I'm not actually sure that's true because it's some sort of, I mean, it's reality altering. Right. And so it's tough to imagine um, Doctor Strange is just, you know, sitting around eating sandwiches with Wong and suddenly variant Loki pops in and um it's like hey uh my girlfriend killed the universe (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna be a little lost yeah i'm having a lot of trouble putting together a version of that conversation that doesn't leave you a little lost well especially i think the biggest thing that's going to be a problem is that dr strange multiverse of madness is the best movie to explain what's going on Mm -hmm. spider-man's first dr strange is in it yeah. And they could explain it, but that doesn't seem like something that should be explained in a Spider-Man movie. Probably not. Or like, maybe it does. Maybe it like, maybe it's just cause we're definitely going to get all the variations of the Spider-Man. We saw the, mm-hmm. um, that leaked trailer that is either definitely the trailer or the best fake trailer i've ever seen in my entire goddamn life mm-hmm. and i've seen a lot of leaked trailers yeah um so we definitely get all of the very all the different spider-men mm-hmm. um to where they just go something weird's going on don't know what we got a bigger problem to deal with and that's the fact that i just got outed as peter parker so i'm gonna figure this problem out dr strange is trying to like 
band-aid things. Yep. And then like they handle the Doctor Strange explaining things in Multiverse of Madness, which doesn't fit with the way that Marvel's been doing their movie crossovers where they set up a story to then be explained in another movie. Right. That's not how they do things. No, they they man i'm so bad at words they generally keep the movie Mm self-contained with slight little crossovers that maybe get some more context in a different movie or like you kind of need to have seen past movies to understand it right but um it's just it's it feels weird only thing i can think of is they make kang or a version of kang the villain in spider-man which feels really strong for a movie that is not a Disney movie. Right. So that's another problem they face is it's not a Disney movie. Yeah. It's a Sony movie. And I, and they have never put strong plot elements that aren't explicitly Spider-Man in any of those movies. Neither of the Spider-Man movies have any ramification on the broader Marvel movies. Cause that's just the smart thing to do when you're making a movie with someone else. Exactly. Yeah. So, I maybe not the villain, but maybe he just he pops up and he's like, "Hey, I messed up everything. Here's all of your villains. Have fun." I don't know. I that's the only way I can see it going, where they find a an in movie explanation. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll find some sort of solution, but I'm not sure it's something that Kevin Feige has a phenomenal way of piecing together larger pieces into a coherent through line mm-hmm. so i know that they're going to be able to piece this together somehow yeah i just don't see it yet yeah i i trust them but only so far but like i don't know i feel like it's just gonna be lukewarm i don't know we'll see yeah i also predicted infinity war would lose money so <laughs> look where that got me nowhere dear different than if you predicted that it would make money <laughs> i would have got the prediction right i would have been on the internet forever <laughs> that's yeah instead you're on the internet temporarily yep we will die and all of our never mind i'm done with this joke um no i don't know i i this is it's a weird thing for disney to be trying to break the status quo yeah but like, is it going to break the status quo? I feel like it's not. I don't know. I feel like it's going to return to some sort of status quo eventually. Like they had such a strong opportunity with Infinity War and Endgame mm-hmm. to leave the status quo broken. Mm-hmm. But at the end of Endgame, I mean, yeah, two characters are dead permanently, but great. Status quo's back. Yeah. And now they're not even going to be dead permanently because we're going to get variant black widow and variant. Well, we kind of have vaguely variant Gamora. Sure. What if, no, that's coming in August and that's kind of its own. self-contained. <laughs> We've also got quantum mania coming up. True. That's in a while though. Yeah. And King is confirmed to be the actual like villain. Right. In that one. What if it's, we've discovered that quantum mania isn't actually like they're going through time. They're just going to different timelines. It's probably it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ready to talk about Disney? 
Yeah. Talk about Disney. So what do you think about Disney? Disney is a problem. Okay. I'm going to start with the first one. That's definitely a thing I know where we can start a discussion and we can branch out from there. I am conflicted on how... I don't know how I feel about Marvel doing shows and movies that are interconnected when one's a streaming service and one's a movies. Mm-hmm. We had this conversation coming out of Black Widow. We did. But... Um, on the one hand, it creatively gives so much more room to move mm-hmm. because some stories can't be told in one movie. Need right. a little bit more stretching and like just certain formulas and um while certain characters might not sell a movie mm-hmm. they would sell uh, they, existing as a show will give them time to develop as a character right and i like that mm-hmm. as a creative mind as a as the world's representative of the consumers. <laughs> Boy, just <laughs> slap that title on yourself, why don't you? <laughs> it is such a like elitist it's like a power move. Yeah. To say and they haven't done it yet, but we also don't have we're not very far into it. Mm-hmm. We haven't had movies come out since the shows have come out. So we With don't the exception know of Black Widow, which is kind of Actually, that's a pretty decent example now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, slight spoilers for uh, Captain America Winter Soldier if you haven't seen that. And also the post credit scene for Black Widow. Yep. A character has now been in both that was intended to be introduced in a post credit scene and then a little bit elaborated in another show. Right. But having not seen one of them, you're going to be confused. And like, so viewers who are likely to watch a movie are not necessarily likely to watch the show, mm-hmm. but the viewers who are going to watch the show are more likely to watch the, or who ha- are watching the show are more likely to have seen the movies. So Fair. that said, the, the transition should be anything that happens in a movie can have an effect on a show, mm-hmm. but they shouldn't make it that a show has an effect on a movie. Yeah. And that's, and that's where I face the problem with Loki. Mm-hmm is that what happened with Loki is going to have an effect on all of the movies mm-hmm. very strongly. Yep. And that it's expecting people to be able to afford uh, the streaming services. And we've talked about explicitly several times that people can, t- people tend to want to and or afford maybe two movies a year. Mm-hmm. And Disney soaks that all up Yep, for most people. Uh, well, not for most people, for a good chunk of people. Yep. And that might be there. So let's say a, a middle low income family, because the middle class is being mm-hmm. destroyed. Uh, low income family. That's their two vacations a year is going to see a movie with their kids. And now they're going to be confused as hell because suddenly what multiverse? Huh? <laughs> What's this? And it's like, oh, you should have seen Loki. It's like, I can't. Like they, it's, and I know it's like a minor cost, but it's still a barrier. Yeah. And I don't like that that barrier exists. Mm -hmm. It doesn't affect me. I make decent money. I can afford both. You're a super fan. We're totally on Kalen's parents' money (laughs) for the Disney Plus. (laughs) But 
so like it, it doesn't affect me but like it, it makes me concerned for the people who it does affect mm-hmm. or just don't have the time to watch a show yeah no i know a lot of people that are not marvel fans but they're marvel adjacent enough that they'll actually they they watch some of the movies they watch the ones that seem to have a particular interest for them but they're not wrapped up in each and every fan theory and they're not going to take the time to sit and watch the shows even if they have disney plus right they're not going to go through each episode and they're not gonna um they won't have seen all the movies right and so interconnectedness on that level is a great selling point for us because we're gonna watch everything it's a turnoff for other people and so now it kind of gets into what is disney's target market and their target market is becoming the people who are obsessed Mm -hmm. and i I use the word obsessed a little loosely like right there are people who like kaylin loves them and will watch them but she's not obsessed right she's way to a lesser degree interested than we are right we have a podcast about it i'm not saying she's not interested (laughs) (laughs) that's what i'm saying i shouted that for some reason i got very defensive on preemptively defensive um preemptive but that's their target market now, and uh, it's, oh, there's so many things to talk about with it. Well, I'm going to take it as a, as a positive, even for the, the average consumer. Okay. Because it'll leave a bit more of a vacuum. There is a role for someone like DC to come in, plop out little individual superhero movies. Oh, you want to see a Batman movie? Here's a Batman movie. Don't take the kids. It's going to be too dark for them. Do you think Disney's going to eventually fizzle out because of that? Do you think they're going to leave their market behind? I think it's not impossible. Because um, think about it. Also, now think about it. Um, ten years. They've been going for ten years. Eleven years. Thir- Thirteen, Thirteen years. years. Oh, my God. I just watched the... We just watched Infinity War where it was their ten-year thing. Oh, yeah. Thirteen years. There are people who can be getting into the movies now... That were born after Iron Man. Yeah. Well, uh, after, after Avengers. Yeah. That can be getting into it now. And they now have 13 years worth of movies to watch and now three shows mm-hmm. to catch up. Yep. That's daunting. Yeah. That's not going to happen. No. And so they've lost. They're starting to. I, I feel like they're going to start to lose their ability to. Uh get a new audience i could see they it. have the audience they're gonna have but they're gonna keep ramping up how many movies are coming out and how many shows are gonna come out mm-hmm. and unless they stop ramping that up there are gonna be people us even maybe like mm-hmm. if we don't start making money <laughs> then yeah. we can afford to go see all these things we just can't keep up yeah and once you get two movies behind it's you can't do it anymore and mm-hmm. well, i guess you could do it like getting a couple movies behind you can just watch them on streaming service when yeah, you have the chance but like you start Disney plus you start losing people and that unless there you go you have to buy disney plus yep which is disney becoming a crazy capitalist warlord <laughs> <laughs> aged warlord that's going to crush themselves out of the market if and i think this is the flaw in your reasoning you assume they keep the trajectory they're currently on that's true and that's the other thing what are they going to do yeah so this that's the interesting question to me if 
we assume that your your argument is true, and I think that your argument makes a lot of sense, mm-hmm. and I'm generally on board with it. They're going to calcify themselves, yeah. and they're going to eventually kill their market share just over time, naturally. Mm-hmm. They make a lot of money, and they pay a lot of money to a lot of people to figure out how to avoid these kinds of problems and how to maximize their profit and how to make money and entertain millions. Yeah. If they realize that this is the path this they're on and it's not going to be hard for them to realize it if it starts coming to fruition, they're going to figure out a solution. What do you think about... So, multiverse, like, them opening the multiverse in these just, like, different mm-hmm. timelines and stuff. It's... You think they might be going after what DC is going after now? Where maybe they just start going for, like... They kind of explain movies over the course of the next two years. Mm-hmm. Like, they have Quantumania, Multiverse of Madness, mm-hmm. things with wandavision stuff like that where they explain really in depth what's going on Mm -hmm. and then just start doing one-offs yeah maybe eternals is just set in a different universe and we just don't know yet that i that might be the thing maybe they're course correcting now yeah so that they have this phase one through four or phase one through three Mm -hmm. is one continuous saga yeah the oh the infinity saga it's called the infinity saga Mm -hmm. the infinity saga exists but now it's the multi saga. <laughs> I was gonna say infinity saga. That's <laughs> taken the the multiverse saga, where it's mm-hmm. not really a saga. It's just now Marvel characters, and yeah. literally their selling point is Disney produces Marvel Studios mm-hmm. production, yeah, movie, yeah, and it doesn't matter anymore. Shang Chi, no one gave a shit about him. I didn't even know who he was. It's going to be a huge box office hit. Because it's like, probably. It'll yeah. probably lose between 55 and 60% of its uh, week over week gross from the first week to the second week. But probably make some of that up on uh, video on demand premiere access on Disney+. Dude, I'm Plus. really excited to like do some like data analytics on this now. I'm such a nerd. Anyway, I think that might be what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But I hate that. Why? I hate that they're so good at this. <laughs> God, I've said this before uh, on the episode that I hate that they make so many good movies that even for someone like us who can afford to go see a movie a month, Mm -hmm. it's Disney, it's Star Wars, it's Marvel, Mm -hmm. it's just actual Disney live action or animated like Pixar, it's, it's Disney. And there's so much. Mm-hmm. And like, do you think that there's heart in it? Or are they just so good at faking having heart? Because think about Pixar. Yeah. I feel like if there's any movies in Disney that like truly has heart. Yeah. It's going to be Pixar movies. Is our heart? And I thought there's soul. Uh. Soul is fantastic. It's a great movie. Great dinosaur is bad. Good dinosaur. <laughs> bad dinosaur. It's pretty mediocre. Cars too. Not great. Not great. Like, it, it, I don't know. I, I feel like it's... They know their formulas. Mm-hmm. 
and their formulas like the the formula is something that works they mm-hmm. have found the thing that works the thing that works has heart mm-hmm. that's it people can connect with that in movies yeah do you think that the creators behind disney movies actually care about creating art or do you think that they're following the formula that Why don't succeeds? you ask Taika Waititi what he thinks about that that's a great great point Taika does not strike me as someone who just sells out yeah. to make something formulaic. Yeah. And Ragnarok's not formulaic. No. Captain Marvel's formulaic. Sure. And mm, what else? Soul's not particularly formulaic. No. The Good Dinosaur is. Good Dinosaur's formulaic. All the Toy Stories are pretty formulaic. They're also pre-Disney. At least the first two are. Oh, uh, it's true. Wait. Yeah. Pixar existed outside of Disney for a little bit, didn't it? I think so. I think they're pre-Disney. I'm going to not fact check myself on that because I don't I also, be wrong. I'm not entirely confident on that. Um, I don't know. It It feels like a corporate overlord or a corporate warlord. That's what I was going for. Sure. It feels like Amazon was shopping. Yeah. Like it's the one thing that does such a good job. Mm-hmm. But it's not about the thing anymore. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. So, for one thing, at some point, I'm not sure how much I care. But that's a separate discussion. Um, I think if your job is creativity and your job is to make successful creative projects and you come up with a winning formula, part of that winning formula has to be involving passionate creators yeah i mean you can make soulless flaccid studio movies and they will come out soulless and flaccid yeah or you can give creators resources and guidance and strict corporate overlordship um and let them do what they want to do yeah or use those resources um there's also like i mean kind of along the same lines uh an example i think of i wanted to go into this episode to like destroy disney but like ah damn it (laughs) so for endgame okay i want it it feels like it was more of the russo brothers than disney themselves Mm -hmm. good old bobby Iger. um putting out so much effort to prevent people from spoiling things mm-hmm. like telling them not to spoil the ending of Endgame or like anything about Endgame. Yeah. And it made the movie so much more enjoyable because you're like watching that and you're like, Oh yeah. Wow. They killed Thanos five years. Like it just, yeah, we genuinely, didn't, we didn't know that was going to happen. No one knew that was going to happen. And that made it enjoyable. And mm-hmm. that was because the creators actively put effort into making sure that people can get the most they want or they can out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know. It, it could be a marketing ploy of, Ooh, things are going to be super, not what you expect it. Go see it. Sure. Yeah. Which it probably could most likely now that I think about it is. Yeah. No, I mean, Disney, I, I don't think that that was the the root cause of it, but I think that Disney is 
going to jump at the opportunity when their interests align with their creator's interests. Yeah. That's honestly probably the model. When you get cut it down to its core, it's probably aligning their the creator finding creators whose interests align with theirs. Yeah. And doing creative stuff. And I don't think I care. You see, that's something I don't have a problem with. Mm-hmm. Like that is like the that's them running a good business mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. The whole genocide thing, that's a different that's a different <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's gonna be a sound bite. <laughs> I kinda wanted to make that same joke, but like we all when we were texting about this episode, we were like, we should probably keep it creative. And yep. avoid the politics. I do it. want to keep it strictly creative, but just that was as a, just a solid, just as a brief aside. So here's the other thing that I wanted to attack. Okay, that I genuinely dislike a lot. Go for it. Stop with the sequels, Jesus. And I think it mostly came out like this. This rage happened. One, it started with Star Wars. Yep. And then I watched Pirates 5. <laughs> I was like, what are you so angry about Maleficent? Oh, you saw Pirates, didn't you? <laughs> it's, this is, this is the thing that makes me think they are capitalist overlord or over, Jesus. Capitalist corporate warlord is, yes, Marvel is very good. Mm-hmm. And they seem to have the thing, but that's not Disney. That's Kevin Feige, right. I feel. Then Pixar is really good, but that's whoever's in charge of Pixar and Pixar's just had their mm-hmm. model yeah. the whole time. There's the rest of it. There's Maleficent. There's uh, apparently, I guess, Corella's fine, but did we need it? Did we ignore the fact that she murders dogs and makes coats out of them? Why do we need more Pirates of the Caribbean? We don't need more Star Wars. That is a solid six movies, mm-hmm. solid three movies fine three movies but that's a story yeah we didn't need this three they're bad they're like broadly speaking this new trilogy is bad they work out (laughs) to about two good movies between them in my general opinion but as a trilogy it's a failure right it's like but they like there was no there was no heart to it it wasn't about creating a new story it was we need a cash grab on this shit Let's just get people who we know can make good sci-fi movies to J. Abrams. Cool. Let's like do other stuff. There was no, there was no story they wanted to tell. They wanted money. Right. Okay. I want to push back on half of your point. Okay. I think that the people who were involved with making those Star Wars movies cared a lot about Star Wars. Yes. Cared a lot about making a good Star Wars movie that felt like a Star Wars movie and contributed to Star Wars. Right. It wasn't so the way that I view a very good movie happening. There are exceptions to every rule, Mm -hmm. but someone has an idea that they think is a fantastic story and they are allowed to make it versus someone wants a movie to be made and tell someone to write a script for it. Right. And that was Disney going, we want to make a sequel to Star Wars J.J. Abrams did really well with Star Trek, mm-hmm. which, as we all know, is the same thing. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Let's make it. He's a nerd. Let's have him do a movie. And then 
I guess Ryan Johnson's a nerd. Sure. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know Looper. why they tapped him. Um, but even though that was my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, well, and originally for the for episode nine, they had Colin Trevorrow. Colin Trevorrow, yeah. Jurassic World. Yeah. Like, these great directors, yes. Well, uh, let's not include Colin Trevorrow in the great directors list. He's He's kind of okay. He's done something really good, hasn't he? No. Okay. So... On average, good directors, yes. (laughs) But, like, that wasn't about making movies. That was about getting Star Wars money. And I think I see what the problem is. With Marvel and with Pixar are good examples of properties that Disney has collected and then expanded. They existed before they have a a culture. They acquired something and refined it. Yes. Star Wars, they acquired... So, they, I mean, they acquired Star Wars and they tried to refine it, but it wasn't in the sense that they acquired an ongoing project or right, trajectory. Right, 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 they right, They acquired right. something with the express intent of creating a trajectory. Right. Yes. And same thing with, like, their own stuff. Like, they mm-hmm. created something original with Pirates 1. Yep. But then, they didn't know where to go from that. They wanted trajectory. Yeah. So They, they accidentally f- made a good movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so they fed on that and they were like, what worked from that? Yeah. Oh, there we go. They they build on what worked with the beginning, mm-hmm. and with Marvel, that worked. Yeah, like what Marvel had going on worked, and so they fed on that and continued it. And but again, also it let them have autonomy. Right. It wasn't them doing it. It was them saying, "Hey, we like what you do. Here's a bunch more money." Yeah. What else? Like so. Okay. So we've now established that Marvel has pretty much just the money and the allowance to do things and also but also has the corporate like power mm-hmm. they have the marketing teams of disney they have like yep. the um the agents of disney to get these crazy actors involved like they Kevin Feige says hey we want to get the x men in here sometime they say okay we'll buy fox yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> they're just the patrons mm-hmm. they're the sugar daddies of Pixar and Marvel. <laughs> and then Sugar Daddy wants to do something and Sugar Daddy can't do something on their own. Picture and Mickey Mouse is a Sugar Daddy. <laughs> Gage, Photoshop that together, why don't you? Oh, God. I'm so sorry, Gage. We're not paying you for it. Don't do that, Gage. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's a very good... I feel like we've hit, like, kind of a, an We're issue with them. Here, yep. Yeah. Who else? What else did they do? I mean, the sequels, like the the mm-hmm. gritty reboots, the Cruella and yeah, the, the well, Maleficent. Just all the live action reboots. Yeah. Because they've done like eight of those at this point. Jungle Book, Lion King. Uh, Cinderella. Oh, uh, they just did Cinderella. That was like five years ago, man. Don't know where you've been. What? There's a new one coming out or something. Oh, probably. I feel there's... a. I've recently heard of things mm-hmm. of like maybe it's Snow White or something. I think they are making a new Cinderella movie. Okay, I think that's I, what I'm hearing. That's what I'm thinking of. It, yeah, I don't know why. There's some twist on it or something. Oh right? god, and, and that, that's what it is. Is they're just like looking for something to twist. Dumbo. Dumbo happened. Lady and the Tramp. Oh, that is coming. That came. Wait, that happened? Yeah. What the? F- <laughs> when did that happen? I think it was released with Disney Plus. 
originally. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious that I just didn't even notice it. Mulan? Mulan. Speaking of the genocide thing. Yeah. It's just like they're, they're redoing. Yeah. And it's just they just want money and they're not even like that. This is where my my I my idea of Disney not having heart mm-hmm. is because they don't. Well, they're just right. They're just looking for ways to make money and they look for ways to just like just I don't know, convince people to see something. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to we're going to do Cinderella. Oh, I know you've already seen it for hundred times in different ways but there's a twist this time here's a great example do you know the last episode of wandavision was re-edited i didn't i didn't know that tell me so it was supposed to end differently okay but the fan theories were so close they re-edited it to change the ending that was a Disney thing. That was not a Marvel thing. Yeah. That was Disney not liking how close people were to what was going on. I think maybe they didn't change the thing with Kang the Conquerors because people are like, oh, Kang's the bad guy of things. Yeah, he's going to be the next big bad guy. But like in reality, we we were right that it was him, but mm-hmm. we didn't know how. Right. We didn't know this whole story. And so they were like, oh, there's still a twist that they'll not see coming. Mm-hmm. But they are so desperate for people to be surprised they will change things that don't need to be changed. And that's changing things that are of, of stuff that exists. Mm -hmm. They're not creating new original content. There's no originality with what they're creating. It's just, I don't know. I'm going to put Cinderella in a mirror and make her, make the story backwards. You'll never see it coming. Also hashtag release the Schaefer cut. Huh? Jack Schaefer is the um, creator of WandaVision. Oh, it's good at trending. Hashtag release the Schaefer cut. But anyway, I could be completely wrong about that WandaVision thing. Could be. But I'm pretty sure I heard that. Anyway, they don't care about originality. They care about selling. They mm. know that Marvel sells, so they're letting Marvel do their thing. They know that Pixar sells, so they're letting do letting Pixar do their own thing. That's not Disney. Disney's doing bullshit like whatever this new pirates of the caribbean is gonna be i swear to god it's gonna be good but it's not gonna be good (laughs) (laughs) see if they're gonna get good they start getting good again about the fourth one re fast and furious that is the only example of that theory but name me one more example of that theory and i will allow it oh boy um James Bond because I'm pretty sure the fourth James Bond was not good I'm pretty sure the fourth until Quantum or Casino Royale was not good was Quantum Leap before Quantum Quantum Leap Quantum of Solace Quantum of Solace Quantum of Solace Quantum of Solace is after Casino Royale it's the second Daniel Craig one there are plenty of good ones between the fourth one yeah I don't remember it's a franchise with plenty of highs and lows I know that that's not what we're talking about they're not Disney not yet not yet. Oh, no, they're Amazon. They're not going That's anywhere. Right. They're Am- until one of the... So what do you think they're going to do with X-Men? Is that going to be like a Marvel thing? Or are they just going to let Marvel have them? Or do you think they're going to kind of try to step in and do a little stuff? Also, they have so much of Fox's stuff now. They have other stuff they can create trajectories for now. Yeah. I'm what gonna... are they going to ruin next? Alien. Definitely. Alien. 
Not that Alien hasn't been ruined already. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they're, what they're going to do is they're going to try to make a trajectory for it. Like, it's yeah. just been they're kind of releasing them. Kind of, Ridley oh, Scott's been like, maybe, sure, I'll take the money of being a producer on it, whatever. Yeah, he, he's directed a couple of these. <laughs> this lady one? Late, late, lady? Lady? Later ones? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Ridley Scott is like super hit and miss. Mm. Avatar. James Cameron. Is that Fox? Not anymore. That's Disney now. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Those are going to be bad. I figured they were going to be bad, but now they're going to be bad. The trajectory existed, though. Did it, though? Yeah. Second one's, like, already almost made. Yeah, but did it have trajectory? Yeah. Is it going to be good trajectory? No. But that's James Cameron's (laughs) fault, not Disney. That's true. (laughs) Who else is under Fox? Uh... There's so many like Fantastic Four, but I mean well, that's, that's Marvel. Kind of, yeah, they'll probably just well, that's already it's kind just, of on the agenda. Yeah, it's just it's they. I don't know. I think I've said what I think I've said my piece. Okay, that I just I don't think that Disney cares about art. No, of course not. They care about money. Name a single production company other than REM Productions that cares about art. I'll wait. Blumhouse. A24. Not Blumhouse. Not Blumhouse? No. A24. Okay. And then also, probably to a a decent extent, a lot of the, um, like, directors who have their own production company, so Bad Robot with jj uh yeah james gunn or is that jj abrams yeah abrams um like those companies like the guys who are the actual creators sure like the the second level stuff yeah but the corporate universal mgm which is now amazon netflix no um yeah even blumhouse their entire model is we're gonna throw 100 movies at the screen a year 97 of them are gonna be crap but three of them are gonna make 300 times their budget yeah and that's how we'll eat for a year yep it's a business dude the industry sucks see i don't i don't see that it does because we're getting a lot of good content and we're gonna get some bad content but we're always gonna get bad content that's true and it's not squishing out independent filmmakers or creative people that are doing other stuff because i mean with streaming and with increased access there's way more stuff coming out in a given year way more good stuff coming out in a given year than there ever has been before used to be you have to go to the corporate overlords to get a good movie made yeah now you just put together a good movie and sell it to netflix yeah disney sucks yeah i think disney's the worst just because they seem to be on a campaign more so than others yeah They've decided that they want to be the the Google. Oh, dude, they're not growing anymore, though. I feel like Disney's going to crumble. Star Wars has lost its love. They probably haven't killed Star Wars, but they've at least put it in a coma. Oh, they've definitely put it in a coma. Uh, Marvel, as we talked uh, earlier. Was that today or last week? That was today. That was today. Um... If they don't course correct, they're going to 
shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah, they make um, trouble there. Pixar will probably keep going. Pixar's fine. It's but uh, Pixar uh, Disney can't grow anymore. Death of the universe. With how much effort went into just proving that they weren't going to be in a monopoly with Fox, mm-hmm. there's no way they can get anything else without just probably absolutely vi- violating antitrust. Except yep. they're so big, they can pay for them to not be antitrust. They completely control copyright law, mm-hmm. which is so much fun. Yeah, they basically wrote copyright law. Yeah. Uh, to explain Makes- to lay people mm-hmm. what that means, uh, the reason that Mickey Mouse is not in the public domain is because and also all of the other disney stuff is because disney pays so much money to lawmakers to increase the like the what's like the term the terms of copyright uh so that none of their stuff either ever becomes copyright mm-hmm. or uh public domain you know it started at like 30 don't quote me on it 30 years after the death of the creator it is now i believe 85 years after the death of the creator something like that something like that before it becomes public domain residual but very annoying side effect do you know the website imslp no um international music score library project it's basically wikipedia but for music scores so you can go in and you want to find beethoven piano sonata number 20 whatever in whatever key Mm -hmm. um you pull it up and you pull up the score Unless it's after 1929. Yep. Because it's literally <laughs> like nine, anything that's done after 1929 is not public domain. Yep. The Superman logo is not public domain. Yeah. You can't use it, which the Sooterman, the front of the student section of OU games, mm-hmm. use it. Um, surprised they haven't been screamed at yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, if Disney owned DC characters, they probably would have been. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, anything after like 1929, that's the yeah. thing. Can't... I, wanted, I wanted to look at the score for Shostakovich's 10th once, 1951. No can do. Nope. Because Disney is so greedy. And I think that's all. I'm tired and sweaty and you're <laughs> probably exhausted. And I feel good. I got kind of a second wind going. Let's there do another go. one. God, no. <laughs> no. Any other points you want to talk about Disney? Mm, not particularly. All right. There's the whole genocide thing, but that's a separate conversation. Yeah. Shallst we? We shallst. Thanks, everyone, for listening to us uh, complain about Disney. If you are a Disney corporate stooge, you know what you can do? You can send us... Shove it! I was going to say, you can send us each a fat check for a million and a half dollars, and we will make sure this episode is never released. How are you listening to this? I mean, you're a Disney corporate stooge. You have your means. You probably can, like, go into into various file services and just see what's in there and listen to everything um if you're not a disney corporate stooge hope you enjoyed hope it was a little bit enlightening maybe you have more points about why disney's bad maybe you have some better defenses of disney uh and what you should do is let us know about that on social media or our email also uh we're on facebook we're on twitter at justice losers pod at least nominally at justice losers pod uh, we're on Instagram, same handle, at Just Us Losers Pod. Uh, we have the aforementioned email, JustUsLosersPod at gmail.com, uh, which is a good place to send more extended thoughts. Um, tell us what you think about the, the first two minutes of Sibelius' Fourth Symphony. I'm going to keep plugging it until someone tells me something about it. Um, you can go to our website, remproductions.net.net.net. Dot dot net. Net. 
dot net dot net dot net rem productions dot net and check out our our stuff there there's some things starting to go on some things on there uh we've got posters for sale go buy a poster go buy a poster for rem productions dot net support your support your local starving podcasters yeah don't know why i'm doing the two thumbs thing because this is the audio only version None speaking of, the... of if you're listening to the audio only version of this on soundcloud itunes spotify podbean or iHeartRadio, or on spotify on net, you can listen to it on REMproductions.net. our corporate overlords what are we going to become disney one day uh shut up there's also a YouTube version. I am the corporate overlord. I will shut I will silence you. <laughs> Starts looking for weapons. <laughs> uh Indiana Jones. It's also Disney now. Oh no. <laughs> oh, five is gonna be so bad. Except James Mingold. We've already shousted. No more content. We're also on YouTube where we post uh, little condensed versions of the episode. We hit some of the highlights, some of the lowlights maybe, but depending on how generous or not Gage is feeling when he edits those together. Uh, if you've got a friend that's maybe interested in some of the stuff we're talking about, but they don't want to sit through an entire hour-long rant, send them the little video version. Have them get a, a little bit of a taste of us. And then once they're addicted, once they're hooked, send them to the full version. SoundCloud audit. SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, REMproductions.net. Add that to my little spiel. I'm going to run out of brain space for that stuff real quick. And then once they become obsessed, they can go and pay for our streaming service. Exactly. <laughs> REM minus. Because it's a net negative on your life. Ouch. That's not true. Our podcast is. Rest yes. of REM, there's a lot of really good, high quality stuff out there. There's check some out, good shit out there. Check out Coyote. Why do you say it like that? You know, coyote. 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 Yep. Uh, let's see. We don't know what we're talking about next week. Um, still optimistic one of these days that we're going to get our Who Done It Better episode. Yeah, out we're gonna. It's gonna happen eventually. It's like happen. literally weekly. AK and I text back and forth about it in some way, like trying to schedule the the day we record it. We'll make it happen. We're gonna, it's gonna happen. To it. I've already forgotten about everything that I watched for it. Yeah. Does that mean I have to watch The Undoing again? No. Okay. Watch Defending Jacob again. We'll talk about good things. Okay. And I think I think you remember more than you do. No, yeah. I, I remember some stuff. Yeah. Was... Wait, I think you remember more than you think you remember. Yeah. I think you remember more than you think you remember. Than you think... All right, I'm done. I remember you saying that you think I remember more than you think I remember. That wasn't, I think I remember that wasn't you, exactly how that I think went. I remember you thinking you remember that I think you remember you thinking that I remember that you think that you remember more than you think you do. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>